0: Developmental Hockey Episode 5 this week is uh, falling under the umbrella of War Room the Hockey Podcast. This week uh, we are discussing uh, the fundamentals of the game, and uh, amongst amongst a few other things, uh, if we can get to them. But the fundamentals of the game is the priority this week. Um, Again, thank you all for your patience through these interesting times and staying with us. We are finally back in studio, able to record in person and record some actual... Content, although not full length, which is hour-long episodes and things like that, much shorter episodes. Um, but we are still in studio, able to record content for you. So this week, uh, the fundamentals of the game, as part of developmental hockey, episode
1: five. So, and we're only four feet eight inches apart. So Ooh. that six-foot thing is just going to have to apply so elsewhere. Yes. Anyway, yeah, the fundamentals, and and this is something that goes back forever. It goes back, uh, 25 years when, when I was coaching, when you were learning, um, all the way through my high school coaching and up into the, uh, my mentorship with the V's organization, uh, over the past few years. So it's, uh, these are, these are the things that just don't change. They didn't change from the fifties and sixties. They don't change now. And it doesn't matter if you're seven years old playing, sideways on the ice uh, in, in uh, Jamborees or if you're playing the National Hockey League. These are the fundamentals that never, ever change
0: agreed so uh, make sure you settle in make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms um, as we've mentioned before that's Facebook Instagram and Twitter warm the hockey podcast at warm the hockey podcast and at war hockey respectively make sure you like and you follow uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify subscribe rate and review leave a comment uh, question make sure you engage with us um, and make sure you are settled in for developmental hockey episode 5 Developmental Hockey Episode Five: Fundamentals of the Game. I'll let you start. It's kind of your <laughs> your bread and butter here, so I'll
1: I'll let you kind of get your initial thoughts out, and we can go from there. So, well, it, there are there are just ten of them, and they're going to sound simple. But if you start mm-hmm. learning this or teaching it to your son or daughter or teaching it to your team, if you start on this early, and if you never ever get to the skill level that you you know you, you see on television, if you never get to the Pat Kane kind of hands and doing spinoramas and whatnot that you see on YouTube, if you do these things, you will always have a place to play. Ask Zach Hyman, ask Matt Calvert. This is what guys do who are lesser skilled and maybe not as offensively instinctively gifted because as you and I have talked about, you can't teach creativity. You can kind of help it, but if you don't have the instinct, you can't teach it. There's nobody that can tell you how to become instinctively good with the puck and to see things that people like me do not see. That's what makes me a stay-at-home defenseman and it made you a goal scorer. I don't have what you have. So here's the 10. When you shoot, hit the net. Keep your head up and your stick down. Face the puck. Pivot and face the puck. Don't turn away. Stop and start. Don't circle. I was taught to me by stop and start circles are gay. I don't think you can really say that anymore, but that's the way it was. Make smart changes. All right? Change at the right time. Don't get greedy. Make a, And when you change, jump on and go. And when you're coming off, get to the bench hard. Eliminate about three, three-fourths of the too-many-men penalties if you just make a decent, smart change and you go hard. Know who is out there. Know who the opponent is. Know who your guys are. It changes how the game is played depending on who your defenseman is, who your strong side winger is. Whether your goaltender can play the puck well. Know who's out there for both sides. There's only 10 guys, so know who they are. Read the ice. Read the ice, absolutely. Learn puck support. Learn who should and who should not. If the puck's being supported, stay away. If it's not, get in behind it and support it. Learn how to support the puck. It's not It's not scientific. Keep body position, which is little more than keeping your feet moving. You stick penalties, slashing penalties, hooking, tripping. It's all because your feet stop and you're, and you lose body position. Keep your shoulders ahead of the guy and you'll be fine. Stay disciplined and work, work on details. There's no detail too small. We had a lot of trouble with this, with the the level of guys that, that I grew up coaching, uh, just, paying attention to details and all this comes down to those are the fundamentals this all comes down to work and that means practice so study this stuff good players like geeks like mark shifley one of the top guys in the entire league in the entire world he watches film in his spare time these guys go home and they work on things they work on it in the off season and it's not always the glamorous stuff. It's not all the stick handling and stuff that they do in the off season. They practice the details. So that's the way it works. And the other things that will not ever change is work ethic and character. And we talk a lot about character and all these, all these fundamentals, they take a work ethic because they're not fun. Some of these are just simply not fun, but you have to enjoy the fight. You have to enjoy the grind and if you don't enjoy it stick to the beer league
0: well you're not going to make it professionally if you don't enjoy it and and you're not going to well you're not going to make it professionally if one you don't enjoy it and two you don't have both the god-given ability to play sure as well as the the work ethic to grind away right if you don't have both you're not making it professionally. I don't care how skilled you are. Well, how many you, kids you, did you see
1: growing up that had superior ability? The, growing up and, with me? Yeah. It's, uh, kids that I remember that you saw on, on the teams that I coached and the kids that you played with, kids with superior ability, but their attitude, the work ethic, the character <laughs> was so deficient that they could never get to that next level. They might have been... A star at Pee-wee and a Flunky at Bantam or Bantam to Midget or Midget trying to get to junior. It just wasn't there. Skill, yes. The the rest of it wasn't. And it's a willingness to learn, a willingness to work. Yep. And that all is comes down to character. No, nope, agreed. So
0: I I, I I think a prime example is um Sidney Crosby and just how polarizing he is there's a lot of people that don't like him he's crybaby crosby he's <laughs> you know sydney the the f- yeah. sarcastic female version of the name there all that stuff and and everything but whether you love him or hate him one thing you can't argue is not only is he until he retires he's the greatest player He's the best player out there yes. until he retires. Sorry to McDavid or Ovechkin, but he's the best player until he retires. And two, he's the best player partly because other players go into the off season and they play golf and they do what they need to. And I'm not saying Crosby doesn't do that. Oh, no. But Crosby spends hours a day even in the off season, not only in the gym, but
1: working on specific little things. Yeah. He and. works on protecting the puck. He works on faceoffs. He works on his shot. And not not just because that's what uh, a good center iceman has to do, but because he wasn't happy with his faceoff percentage about 5 or 6 years ago. He spent the entire summer working on faceoffs and he became one of the top draw men in the league. The same with his shot. Didn't like his shot, tinkered all summer with his stick. Shot pucks by the thousands all summer long, scored 50 goals the next year. This is a guy who's drafted number one overall. He's been a superstar since he was 10. What does he do? He's not satisfied with a 45% face-off. He goes to work on it. He works on his edges. He works on body position and, and puck protection. He works on every detail of the game, and he works relentlessly on it. And he started from a position of being the best in the game and then he worked harder than anybody else. I see the same thing with Connor McDavid. And that's why people tend to... It's the polarizing effect that you talked about. You Win three or four Stanley Cups, people are going to all of a sudden not like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Same with Tom Brady. But I'm a fan of excellence, and I'm a fan of a guy like Sid, who is at the top of his game and works harder than anybody else. And excellent point. He is not just the prime example he's the very best example
0: well other pr- good examples are your your iron Man of the game
1: oh my gosh yeah and i you know, the
0: iron men iron men who can play how many consecutive games without injury without being a healthy scratch without anything like that is you know without suspension without anything you know they're prime exa- prime examples excuse me of the fundamentals of the game as well yep to, you know, Because a lot of the Iron Men, too, are are your bottom six guys. They're not your all-stars. that are not anything like that. They're your Coglianos. Cogliano. Um, right. Who can play 800, 900 consecutive games by do, playing the game the right way. You know who so, doesn't
1: get enough attention? And we've talked about him a little bit on this show before. Keith Yandel. He plays in Florida, for one thing. He's never... He's never been that real standout guy. I think he's been an all-star two or three times, which is not to be sneezed at, but he does not get enough attention. This is a guy who hasn't taken a night off in the National Hockey League for 11 years. You know what else he's done in the last nine years? He has nine consecutive 40-point seasons. The, The people look that up. See how many defensemen in NHL history have scored 90 have scored 40 points 9 consecutive years. The list is really really short. This guy does not get enough attention. He does not get enough recognition for what he's done. And that I'm glad you brought up the Iron Man because that's one of the most that's one of the most highly respected things in my world. I love that. So, Stardom young at the youth hockey
0: level teach the fundamentals of the game trust me nothing against it but you will you will weed out the kids that just that hockey's just not for right. by doing so and quite frankly you'll do quite frankly that's not a bad thing they won't get burned out they'll fi- they'll find early enough what they are passionate about And they'll move down that if that's the case. But start them them young, teach the fundamentals, even if it means a kid goes home to mom and dad and says, after this season, I don't want to play anymore. It's not fun. I don't care if you're 12 years old or 22 years old. What that means is that the game is not for you because the game requires those fundamentals. So start them young, teach them right. If you're not teaching them right, shame on you. So, so make sure you start and you,
1: and you do it the right way. It's especially if you have any desires to make it to whatever next level, that next level might be. If you're content and just want to have some fun and play a little East West with your buddies there, there's an entire universe full of that. And it's great. I'm, I'm in it myself. I've always been, and I love it. We all love that. But if you're a a young player or a young, a coach of young players, and you find guys who do want to get there. If you're a coach, teach those 10 fundamentals. If you're a player, learn them. And if your coach isn't teaching them to you, do it for yourself. Because this is not something that you need Scotty Bowman for. You can learn those 10 things and learn them extremely well and make them second nature to yourself, and you will have a job agreed you need to as Sid, you either need to set the example or follow the example so when you see a guy like sid crosby on your team or in on television or on youtube follow that example if that's what you want and if not then be that guy
0: agreed 100 can't uh can't agree enough so yeah. um before we close out i do want to say one thing and it's one thing that um, forgot to say the past couple episodes of the podcast: uh, thoughts and prayers to the Nova Scotia community after the shooting um, that went on there. Um, thoughts and prayers with with that whole with all the communities in Nova Scotia, and all the people and um, families and businesses and communities that are, have been affected. So thoughts and prayers with them. Um I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention that. So. And you
1: know what else? I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for doing that. And I was not here when you gave recognition to Colby Cave. God love that family. Uh unimaginable. I don't pretend to know what that was like. Uh great kid and a a brilliant career ahead of him and and rest in peace son that's yep. uh it, just a, a heartbreaking story of tragedy there
0: yep 100 percent. and so.
1: we also just passed the uh the second anniversary okay. of Humboldt, Humboldt, which is uh you know in a at a time when there's no hockey being played and everybody's kind of got unscratched itches for that in that regard to go through the the loss of colby cave and the the nova scotia disaster and and um the humble anniversary and everything just kind of a one one gut punch after another
0: yeah it is but uh the hockey community is a strong one so we'll all get through it together so yeah. um yeah thanks for bringing that up yeah. that's good stuff. any last thoughts uh, before we, we close this out it's a much shorter episode than usual um but such of- is such is the burden of the situation. So
1: well, yeah, we've got well, we've got good stuff coming up. We've got more on development and and uh, player development and coach development, too, because you can't develop players without developing coaches. So we've got a lot coming up in that regard over the next week or two, and um, a suggestion from uh, from our loyal listener in Round Grove, which they have a, a social distancing policy there. I believe it's six miles apart that everybody's supposed to stay. So, uh that's a that's another fine example that they set
0: they've been social distancing for years without <laughs> not, without not a choice. policy
1: being in place without uh, telling them to
0: so you know there you go um anyway, anyway yep uh fundamentals of the game the important them young um do it right and, and don't uh, don't
1: stop that because it's not going to change it doesn't go it doesn't change
0: either be the example or follow the example so. right Anyways, thank you for joining finally in studio. Yeah, great Uh, for not only this, for not only the main episode, but also developmental hockey here. And I'm Evan Rauer. Make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms mentioned a few minutes ago. Make sure you like and you follow us, you subscribe, rate and review, share, engage with us, and we will see you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers. Cheers,
1: everybody.